This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. It's been a while. I'm sorry. I can't pump them out the way other people do, but I try. Maybe I don't try hard enough. I just lied to you. I don't try. Mike Cannon is on the show. He's a funny dude. He's got a new special out called uh, Life Begins. It's on YouTube. You can actually watch some clips of it. Maybe watch a clip, hit pause, and then come back and listen so you get to know an idea of what he does. Watch an hour <laughs> special and then get back to me. Uh, let me do some tour dates of mine to begin. I'm on my 2020 stadium tour. Maybe you've heard about it. February 13th, 14th, I'll be in at the Just for Last Festival in Vancouver. On the 15th, I'm doing a live Todd Berry podcast taping at that same festival. Then I got Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Houston, Woodstock, New York, East Greenwich, Rhode Island, Seattle, Wenatchee, Washington, Spokane, Washington, Sellersville, Pennsylvania, uh, Tampa, uh, what else do I have? There's a new one. I just Oh, Athens, Georgia, and I'm going to have another bunch of southern dates in May, and uh, Antioch, California, which I, I don't know anything about. That's not till October, but it's going to happen unless, unless something comes up. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, also Todd Barry podcast t-shirts. Go to toddberry.com forward slash shirts, and we'll be right back with Mike Cannon. Mike. <laughs> Todd, I thought she was going to sit here the whole time. No, my engineer. I let my engineer leave. That's nice. Set it and forget it, as they say in the uh, cover band. I don't know who says that. but That's the uh, late night cook guy, right? You put the rotisserie chicken in and then you can walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then if something bad happens, then I have to run out there and go, hey, man, some, there's a little buzz out here. <laughs> but I think so far... It's going great. It's pretty good. You got you brought your own coffee, a little cold brew. I did. I wasn't from, sure what to expect. Right, you didn't know whether I would provide. This is also this is a one of the classier podcast establishments I've ever been. Uh, you should have done it when I did it from my apartment. <laughs> it was like it was, uh, I used to be like. I mean, I used to love just going out of my bed to my little microphone, but then it was like still like a little. You don't want to embarrass yourself. You don't have to come over and like. You want to do my podcast and my sh- fucking messy apartment, man? <laughs> so this is like a sleek studio. Yeah, I have to travel a bit to get there, but <laughs> at least it's on the east side, right? So hey, don't reveal, don't oh, reveal where right. I live. Man. You're right. I mean, the east side, yeah, where which because I love coming from the west side <laughs> or <laughs> central. Yeah, I mean, I come from somewhere either east, west, north, or south. Yeah, where do you live? I live in Brooklyn. 
Crown Heights. Crown Heights. Yeah, I give specifics. Nobody's interested in taking me out. Oh, I know that. <laughs> uh, when we see the numbers on this podcast, we're gonna, that's going to be loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really fucking, I'm letting you have it, man. I'd like that. Now, you, how's Crown Heights? How, how many stops, like, how long does it take you to get to, like, the Comedy Cellar? Oh, that's, it's like, it's like 25 minutes. Yeah. It's actually pretty great. Yeah, that that is no big deal. But if I'm going to the Upper East or the Upper West Side, it's like a full hour excursion. Yeah? Yeah, it sucks. Which, of course, like, I used to live right around the corner from the comic strip, and they wouldn't work me until I moved an hour away. <laughs> was that conditional? Or was that yeah. A, yeah, you move, and then you're in. We can't have this be too convenient for you. Wow. Um, You like Crown Heights? I do, yeah, but I think we're going to move. I think we're going to go to Queens. Queens. Because my sister lives, uh, I think, in Jackson Heights or something like that, in that area, Forest Hills, Jackson Heights area. And she's uh, she's about to have a baby. I have a baby. It would be nice to kind of be around each other so we can combine babies and not so be pressured to around, have another one. You want to be around more babies. Yeah. Like, this is my one baby. I um, want cousin siblings so I don't oh, have to do it again. Oh, my God. Queens, though, man. Yeah. That's even like farther out, isn't it? But it's easy for the road. Brooklyn is a pain in the ass to get on the road because you're going through Jersey or you're driving through Queens anyway. It's it yeah. sucks. What's your What's your favorite airport? Um, I don't have one. I'm just lucky to fly whenever I'm get <laughs> whenever I get offered to fly. That's a good point. Yeah, someone like me at my level. Mm -hmm. Of such specific airport preferences. <laughs> are you Westchester? You go to Westchester. Airport? I like. Uh, yeah, I mean. I like when they show you those options that are like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking Westchester catch a flight. But uh, <laughs> where uh, – I'm a Newark airport guy, believe it or not. No for kidding? The most part, yeah, because I'm a United guy. Oh, okay. Not just because just cause it's just the way it turned out. Just like really they, close to a million miles. You like how they treat their customers? Yeah, they treat me really well, man. I got an upgrade from Omaha the other day, man. I was like in, That's on pretty of, sweet. I don't know those planes where like the first class is maybe – an inch wider than the like, yeah, fucking up first class, man. Yeah, I've I've done first class once, and it was the right way, where it was from Doha, Qatar, uh -huh. all the way back to New York, because I went to Bali for my honeymoon, and there was this whole thing. We actually got like kind of rained out for the way home, so we had to stay there an extra day. Yeah, but they were trying to act. They were trying to say it was an act of God, so they were going to cancel our insurance, make us pay for the fee, like this whole thing. But it happened that they diverted the plane and the people, like not for weather reasons because there were other planes landing, it was for some other bullshit. They landed their crew, union rules. They were not allowed to fly for another seven hours. Uh -huh. So they had to then put us on another flight the next day. And they were still trying to pretend like it was a weather thing. But I staged a sit-in in the Qatar Airlines thing, me and 20 people from Spain. And I made them uh, write us all notarized letters saying that it was not an act of God and our insurance should be upheld. Wow, I got, <laughs> yeah. this is a lot to unpack. Um, so just to be clear, you went to Bali. Yeah. For your honeymoon. It was awesome. I understand that. I don't care about that right now. Mm -hmm. But the, <laughs> more just in this flight sit-in thing. Hell yeah. So then you were going to, they canceled your flight from Bali home. Yeah. And they said, we're going to reroute you through. So we it was it's was not a direct flight. It's 24 hours okay. total travel, which is, you know, maybe even a little bit more. Yeah. So you fly from Bali, you get you connect at Doha, okay. Qatar. So did you make it to Doha? No, not not the day early. So we the whole Bali trip, it was like from scratch cut. Okay. So we didn't even leave Bali until the next day. And they day. said it was a weather thing. They said it was a weather thing, but every other plane was landing and taking off, so it was not. So you said you really organized a sit-in? <laughs> I really did, yeah. What made you think of like a notary? Did you think there was going to be a notary? Because I thought if they wrote it up 
and it there was no sign, no signature, no nothing. It would have just looked like I did it at home. But so I made them like write a stamped, approved manager with phone number, like referenced letter. And so they were basically like, you can get your insurance, you can you know see what they'll do. But my my wife actually. Uh, Forced the issue when we landed in Doha to uh, upgrade us into one of the fifteen thousand dollar pod first class. So that was like she paid for it. No, no, they gave it to us. Oh, because of the. I think your wife's the real hero in this. She really is. <laughs> your sit-in was impressive until I heard about that. That uh, so I'm still confused. So the sit-in was in Bali. Yeah, yeah, in the Qatar offices. But why do they need to? This is this is such an inside travely thing, but mm-hmm. whatever. Why do they need to reimburse you if they get you home? Aren't they? Because it was a day late. So oh. we were technically, you know, if I had a regular job, I would have missed out on income. Yeah. I mean, I did miss out on income, but it was like fifty bucks. They don't have to know that. Wow. <laughs> it was city spots <laughs> on a Monday. Yeah, that's even, that's even pretty good. Fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, so how did you, you – hey, everyone, I'm going to do a sit-in? I No, so I – so they were – kept trying to push the issue and, you know, just feign ignorance and not allow for us to, like, have a justified, you know, almost like a day in court in the office to explain what was happening. And so they kept pushing us off, and I was like, I'm not fucking leaving here. I'm staying right here because we're here for another day, so I don't have to be anywhere. I'm yeah. sitting in this office, and the 20 people from Spain were like – we're we're with you, dude. We're ah. 100% sitting in here. And so we created so much pressure, and I argued the point over and over and over, and I talked the guy into a corner where I was like, you know, where I laid out the facts of the situation, and he just admitted. He was like, yeah, it's not it's not an act of God. Okay, here. Wow. Yeah. You could probably sue them still. Probably. <laughs> I mean, my wife also, she put herself in, in danger a little bit because when we were in Doha. Hey, if it gets a first class upgrade. I know. It was worth it. How but did she put you in danger? She almost got her hands lopped off because we went to the desk at Qatar and it's a Muslim it's a Muslim country. Right. And she like went up and she's like, hey, sir. How you, or I went up, shook his hand and she goes, hey, sh- sir, how you doing? And he like went to pull back because they're not allowed to touch right. females. And she just grabbed his hand and like shook it and was like, so what can you do? And she made it happen. So did you get, like, was this first class, like, full bed thing? This was full. This wasn't like a private room, was it? No, but it it was like, they had, like, the spiral staircase to the upstairs lounge or whatever. It was full, those pods you could lay down. But it's like, it was a 13 and a half hour flight. I didn't sleep for a second because I wanted to stay awake and enjoy Enjoy, it. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. Wow. I almost said that's the problem with first class. (laughs) Wow, that's one of the worst things I've ever said. <laughs> this has been white privilege. But yeah, there are Todd times. There are times. You know, I don't. I generally don't fly first class. But when I do, there are times where you're like, "Quit fucking annoying me, man." Yeah. Just let me sleep. I don't need. <laughs> thank you for the hot fudge sundae, but I want to go to sleep. But then, of course, I'm like, "Yeah, fucking hot fudge sundae. Yeah, let's do this." Hell yeah! I was drinking heavily at the time too, so I was ordering like 15 year malted whiskeys and stuff. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Did you get your miles? Um. No, I don't think I even oh, did that. God. Yeah, You've, I know. Now that's all that you ruined the story with. It that. was gone anyway. I wasn't even traveling at that point. Like for for stand up, I was doing a little bit, but it was mostly driving distance uh, stuff. So I I wouldn't have been able to trade them in. You would have had them now though. It, they they carry over. Yeah, you don't. They don't just. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? They just expire like a I week thought, after you get them. I thought oh the, at the calendar are even, year. It's are you over. even in show business, man? Barely. Oh my god, that's so. <laughs> oh, now I have to spend the next hour on this podcast educating you. Please do. No, that's I've the, I've already lost like three hundred people listening. <laughs> like, oh, no, Move it along. Now, life begins as your special. Sure on is. YouTube. Yeah. Now I watched 
20 minutes of what I thought was your special. Okay. But was it a document? Because it had a lot of documentary footage in it. So, is that your special? So what it is, it's not doc footage, but it's like straight to camera yeah, yeah, interview I mean, stuff. Yeah. Mock so doc. It was exactly. So it's it's kind of based on that. You know, everybody shoots stuff at the cellar. So I wanted to try to differentiate it a little bit and make it as personal as possible because my story on how I got in there is, is pretty different. Yeah. I mean, I you know, they, just an abridged version, I was hanging out there with Chris Stefano having dinner and uh, he was supposed to open for Colin Quinn while he was working out Red State, Blue State. I, you know, was just going to watch or whatever. Colin had a heart attack, called Liz, the manager. She immediately asked if I could do some time. I ended up doing really well. She sent that set to Esty, and I got an audition two months later. So you were hanging out? Yeah, just not working there. So who suggested that? Oh, he suggested. He, he was just like, hey, I'm going to be at the cellar. You want to come and hang and, and have dinner with me and my daughter? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, but who got you on that stage? Colin? No, Liz did. So Colin, you know, I made I made it up in the documentary that, or in the mockumentary, <laughs> I suppose, uh, that uh, Colin, as he was clutching his chest, was oh. texting, "Get me my cannon." But no, oh. Liz, See, I took that seriously. Yeah, no, I was just in the immediate vicinity of Liz, and she just looked at the first breathing person and was like, "Can you do time?" Really? Yeah. There was yeah. no one else around. <laughs> no one. It was six. I mean, PM I don't mean that Tuesday. as an insult. I mean, like, there's a, nobody a that worked there. Wow. Yeah. I know. Can you imagine if I was there? It, it, it never would have You still would have gotten on, probably. <laughs> you would have said no. No, they would have just said, oh, no, not Todd. Oh, this guy we've never seen before. <laughs> Ever. Once. So you did how long? 20 minutes. And I closed. Chris and Voss went up first. Initially, it was just going to be Chris and I, but his, his daughter was with him, so he wanted to get home, and he didn't want to be on stage for that long. So he did like 15, 20. Voss went up, and then I went up. So did, you, did they announce that Colin had a heart attack? I don't think they did. No, they just said Colin couldn't make it. And his crowd is very kind of like tea sipping proper and very educated and smart. So I'm not uh, primed for that audience. Wait, are you serious <laughs> about his audience? Yeah, they're pretty smart. <laughs> oh, my God. How did that happen? <laughs> I'll have to get a, a soundbite of this and send it to him. It's a good insult I just fucking threw at him. So, so that was the special that I watched part of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't because I was like. Did he make a 45-minute documentary to promote an hour special? That would be insane. I was, I was kind of hoping you would because I was going to fucking shred you. <laughs> now, the point <laughs> of it was I didn't want to include the full hour uh, because the uh, I'm putting the full hour out with a, with a record label, so 800-pound ah, okay, gorilla. So, okay. so that has like 32 minutes of stand-up. There's about 25 to, to 30 additional minutes on the hour. Okay. And then once that album drops February 21st, then I'm going to roll out the additional clips and then also chop up the special, roll out those clips. It's the new age of content onslaught, Todd. Um, can I suggest you try to simplify all this? It's <laughs> <laughs> like one special that you've you mm -hmm. got 30 different incarnations of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the move at Here's this point. Here's what you do. Lose the documentary. Sure. Remove it tonight. Perfect. Today. And then say the special's coming out, and then, then just dump the special out. Yeah. Yeah. The documentary okay. seems to be doing okay. I know. How, how many views have we got? I think it's like 25 or something like that, 25,000. That's good. Yeah, in a week, it's pretty good. So are you, you're not, how are you monetizing this special? So I'm monetizing it through the audio version. You know, it's going to end, and hopefully tour dates. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, you know, Schultz kind of set the set the standard, and in, in if you're not being offered, which I'm not, this is not, you know, I'm not Heismaning Netflix and Comedy Central and being like, I want to do this for free on my right. own. This is just something <laughs> I'm putting out to What's uh, Heismaning create mean? What does that mean? You know, blocking Oh, like Heisman Trophy. Yes. Well, I've never heard of the Oh, I'm going to add that to my repertoire of sports <laughs> terms. Is that a deep repertoire? <laughs> I mean, I, I've been doing a bit about it, but I'm not going to go into my act. <laughs> what, um, 
What a... So this was done at the Village Underground. Yeah, yeah, two shows. Sold it out on a Monday. Did you really? I did, yeah. I mean, I, dude, I, I don't think I've ever worked harder on anything in my entire life than this entire process. I filmed all the interstitials because I got... I got Colin Quinn, Jim Norton, Bobby Kelly, Keith Robinson, and Rich Voss to basically trash me directly to camera because the premise is now I'm with all my heroes, these guys that I yeah, looked yeah. up to from Tough Crowd, blah, blah, blah. They respect me. They think I'm the next guy. And then I have them as interstitials saying how they don't respect me. I'm not the next guy, and I suck at comedy. Right. So I, uh, I'm, I got those guys to be a part of it, and it, you know, I'm hopefully, uh, hopefully that creates visibility. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not get asked to do this? I would. I mean, it seems like. Were you a tough crowd guy? I was on seven times. No kidding. Yeah, That's I got three words in over seven episodes. <laughs> Were you on with Patrice? I was on like Patrice and like Todd Lynn and these people who just bulldoze me. Yeah, and you're, you're, and you're soft, them. soft spoken rest, rest and thoughtful. Rest in peace to both of them. But, uh, mm. but yeah, it was kind of like a thing where you just, I just. Yeah, that was a that was a tough thing for me because I'm just I'm I'm brilliant and quick witted. Yes, but I'm not a yeller. Right. So I don't muscle my way in as much as I could. That's why some of the group podcasts are similar to that now. It's like it's it's comedic timing is difficult. It's more sniping and wedging. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just like, I mean, I've done also panels where people are like, kind of give you a nod, like it's your turn. Right, right. That's the way I am. Like, yeah. I feel like we're in this together. I'm not going to fucking <laughs> bulldoze you. I'm not going to invite you here and then not yeah, let you talk. But, but that's just, that's just me, man. So, you know, okay, so you're going to turn it into an album. Yeah, you'll it's get, already. You'll get yeah. your royalties for, off of that. Yeah, serious sound and exchange. All that stuff. Yeah, uh, and then you're gonna, uh, and then you're gonna dump the whole hour out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's already gonna be out in audio wise. The special is its own piece. I wanted to, cre- I had that idea. I wanted to create that piece. That's it. And then you know, all the other stuff is just gonna be individual clips of jokes. You know, right. how people oh, are doing it on Instagram right. and YouTube yeah. okay. and stuff like I that. I get it. Yeah, excited about this whole thing. Um, kind of. I mean, it's hard to be optimistic, don't you? Do you find that? Uh, I mean, you got to be guarded, optimistic. Right. That's the right way. Well, as soon as I feel good about something, I feel stupid for feeling good and nervous about the impending crash. Right. There is, yeah, there's sometimes things where you're excited about something, then you do it, and then you're like, like a TV set, and then you're like, afterwards, you're like, oh, what happens now? (laughs) Standing here, I just did a TV set. I don't have any plans. Um, yeah, the postpartum is real. Do you feel that after after you've done like a big project, like you're special or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, there's like a nice relief, and sometimes I have to, re, you know, memorize, just remind myself, hey, you just were building up to that special, and then it went well. So you, right. if I can just take it, pat yourself on the back for one minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then I do, and take two months off of writing. <laughs> do you... Uh, so you're hoping it's going to your touring game is going to go up now? I hope so. I mean, you know, what it's already done that I feel already is that it's increased visibility of of me as a comedian. You know, my first album that I put out did really well streaming wise and and it's done well for me in individual clips on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. But to put a full piece out it it just seemed and to make it official it felt like more people were excited about it and wanted to see it yeah. and it looked nice enough where like other comics were like hey man this is this is great like comics that i really you know respect and and like that i didn't know had any 
awareness of me as a as a comedian right. or reaching out, which is nice. And there's people like me who do know you and haven't watched your full special. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing: I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> you know, but I but I'm a I'm also a fan. I think like like I watched yours. I, I watched. Uh, I'll watch Sam Morrill's when he drops his on YouTube as well. I ain't watching that. No. <laughs> Where's Sam? Is he around? I hope you heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of a uh, so what's your touring schedule like now? It's uh it's pretty regional, I guess. Uh, you know, there's a there's a few. I'm going out to Houston. I'm doing a few things that are kind of like a, a little bit stretchier, and you know, building up the podcast and stuff like that. It it feels like the reach is getting better. What's your podcast? Irish Goodbye Podcast. It's a storytelling show. If really? you'd like to do it, we'd love to have you. But I, I don't know if it's your storytelling bag. things, and I'm like, I don't. I'm, I mean, I feel like I have four stories, maybe, <laughs> and I've told them on every podcast that I've done. <laughs> so it's just any kind of stories? Yeah. for the. I mean, it started like, you know, me and Mike Feeney, you know, Mike, yeah. right? The comedian. And uh, it started as like, we were almost going to do themes. And then we ran out of those things really quickly. So it was more or less like kind of an update on us as comedians, on us, our, you know, our stories relationship wise, on our stories. Like, you know, we, we still, I, I don't drink right now, but it was like about hard partying and shit like that. I mean, I have, I have a ton of stories about that stuff. How long have you been uh, off drinking? About 14 months. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You're all right with it? I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still smoking pot and stuff, so I do have an outlet and a release. But drinking, personally, it was just like, it was getting to that point where I was experiencing so much anxiety, self-hatred, and physical fatigue the next day that it wasn't worth it. Like how many in a night? Like in a typical night? A typical night? Like... Like six double vodka sodas. Holy shit. Yeah. Like every night? No, no, not every night. But that would be like if I'm drinking. You know, I'm one of those guys, I don't drink or I drink. There's never a one night right. thing. I don't do so that. So you don't have like, I'm not going to, I'm going to sit down and have a glass and a half of wine or something. Maybe I would do that with my wife a yeah. little bit, but no, I, for the most part. Six double vodkas. Yeah. So that's 12 drinks. Yeah, 12. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you're still alive after that. Yeah, that doesn't lead to anywhere good. <laughs> 12 drinks is yeah probably especially not. for an extended amount of time like it was fun for the short burst that Did i you went get your after blood work done you're also you're healthy i haven't i haven't recently but i just uh re-upped new health insurance so yeah. i plan on uh, getting the whole body scanned well part of the deal of doing the tawberry podcast is get blood work done oh hell yeah <laughs> there's a lab <laughs> next to the studio that would be a funny perk right yeah that'd be nice this is weird like he does he does you full blood work <laughs> Part of his Patreon. Yeah, no, he doesn't give you like a coaster or anything. Just a, a t-shirt, nothing. Oh, stupid. What? Uh, so what kind of? Um, so you, now, when you tour, are you are you going to do stuff from the special? Uh, I will probably do very. Li- I'll try to do very little of it. I, I I feel more comfortable mixing in stuff from the first thing than I do from this most recent one, just because it seems like more people are aware of it. Right. So I, I will, you know, I have, I think I've developed around 15 new since I, since I recorded, which is good. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of ideas that are not fleshed out, but I, I feel I'm in a, I'm in a comfortable zone right now where I feel pretty comfortable that I can, uh, I can, you know, get myself out of situations if I'm, <laughs> if I'm shitting the bed too much. That's a funny way of, uh, I've been writing to get myself out of situations. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a weird, weird motivation. <laughs> but uh, so, have you done? Uh, you can, so you can do like comedy clubs. You can do a little. You're gonna do a little bit of both. That was a dumb question. No, what, but I, I, I actually just fired my PA agent because uh, it was just it was not 
working. There was uh, there was very minimal creativity on their end, and uh, it seemed like they weren't really even aware of what I was doing, uh, special wise and why. Were they just like calendar fillers? Yeah, for the most part. And I was pushing to get into better clubs, and every once in a while, I'd get one, and it would be like that. You know, all right, now we're on to something. Like I did Chicago Zanies, I'm doing you know Arlington Draft House, like yeah. you know decent reputable rooms. And then I'd get like a $200 offer for the Westchester Dinner Theater. And I'm like, do you want me to kill myself in front of you? I'm doing that on Saturday. Are you? <laughs> for, for $150. But hey, thank you. you know, Mike Cannon's too big for that. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I said so far on this podcast. I hope people stuck around to hear that because I was fucking ace. Um, you could always cut that as a preview and put it in oh, front yeah. and then say this is the laughter you have to look forward to. I always find, uh, like with age, I tell when you know I, when younger comics talk to me about their age, I mm-hmm. go, I go, give them a list of something you want to do. Yeah, don't just sit back and go, they're going to get me shit. Right. Just go. Here's here's three clubs I've always wanted to play, mm-hmm. and then you ha- then it gives you something to get back to, to follow up on. Yeah, which a, I did a week later, and they find, oh yeah, we haven't heard anything yet. Okay, I don't know why all this shit takes so long. Sometimes I don't believe it does. I don't you believe they're, they're doing anything. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think a lot of agents, especially now, are casting a wide net, hoping that the individuals will generate their own momentum, and then they'll capitalize on that. Yeah, that's what it feels like, at least. You know, or they're overextended; they have too many people. But yeah, yeah there's times where I've like just said, "Hey, this thing I'm doing, this t- little TV thing, how much does it pay?" And I know there's an answer already out there. They've decided. Oh yeah, we're still waiting to find out. This is there's just an answer. Just get the number. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> two weeks. I'm waiting for this for. It is. It's comforting and disappointing to hear somebody at your level is experiencing similar things. Yeah, it never ends, man. Yeah, you should quit. Why? I will. Just quit. Yeah. Um, so do you do sort of a what? What's your baby's name? Crew. Crew. Yeah. C R U. C R U. Boom. First spelling. I got it. I know. That's a cool name. Do you know what it's from? No, I don't. It's from. Uh, it might reduce itself in coolness or increase depending yeah. on your state. Uh, but I'm a. Uh, it's from the 1986 BMX biking movie Rad. Okay. Yeah, you're. <laughs> you're right. It did. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst uh, source for a baby name I've it's ever heard. Of. The best movie on. It's been my a favorite. Motocross movie. is motocross. Or no, no, BMX. So it's uh, analog bicycling with tricks, and uh, there's a big race. Is it motocross at the end. analog bike. No, no, that's with engines. Is it? Yeah, that's like dirt oh, I bikes. I guess moto, yeah. Mm-hmm. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm but, not uh, that stupid. That's like gleaming the cube, I think, or the dirt bike kid. <coughs> so there's, okay, so this movie's called what? Rad. Rad. Yeah. And, and it's about? It's about BMX biking. It's about a hometown kid named Crew Jones. My son is named Crew Joseph Cannon, uh, just because I like the sports nickname Crew Joe Cannon also for his future. Okay. So I'm really uh, imprinting and projecting a lot onto him. But uh, it could be his fashion line also. Who knows? That's true. He might not have a macho kid. Yeah, maybe not. You, I don't you're all right with that? I'm totally you fine with like that. You seem like you'd be cool with Yeah. I mean, but my wife is a really good athlete. I'm a, I was a really good athlete. Were you? Yeah. Fuck. I played two years of junior college basketball. Really? You're mm-hmm. not You're not the tallest? You're about 5'8", 9'5"? I am 6'1". Are you 6'1"? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe I'm not good at heights. Are you 6'1"? Yeah. I, I mean, six foot and a half with my shoes off, but I rounded up. Basketball height in the program, it would say I was 6'3", 210, I think back in college. Was that with heels on or something? Yeah, they didn't crease it just to they, wow, <laughs> just to throw off the scouting report. So you watch this movie, mm-hmm. and it's called 
It's about BMX bike. Uh, is it a docu- yeah. documentary or a- No, no. It's a, uh, it's a yeah. narrative. Narrative. Lori Laughlin is probably the only recognizable current day actress. I was it. on a Larry Sanders show with her. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Was she super hot in person? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and she's a lot, there's a lot going on with her now. <laughs> <laughs> and she did zero of her own stunts for Red, which is very funny because it's the 80s. So every time she's like on a bike spinning, spinning the handlebars, it's just a dude in a different color wig than the hair she had. Oh, really? So it was yeah. poorly done. It was really great. Yeah. It'd be weird if she did her own. Like I am I'm also I'm really, really good at BMX bike racing. <laughs> yeah. So it's good that you cast me in this. Yeah. Aunt Becky can also endo real well. Did uh, So... All right, so you watch this movie, and this guy's name, the character's name is Crew Jones. Jones. Yeah. And you're like, honey, I, I think I have our baby name. I threw it out as a joke. Like, like truly, like, you know, because it, it's just been my favorite name. I've always wanted to name something Crew. Yeah. And, uh, I, my wife is like super Italian. Her whole family is Italian. So I assume they were going to like demand Cologino or something like <laughs> equally ridiculous. And uh, I just said crew and all of her young nieces were like, baby crew, we love it. And they just ran with really? it and it stuck and everybody started liking it. Yeah. I've always wondered because I don't have a child, but I've always, I always think that if I had one, the, the name thing I would be, because it's two people mm-hmm. have to go, yeah, agree on it. Yeah, and the, just the city, I would be agonizing over that. I mean, I assume this is probably a premise nine hundred comedians have done. But I don't it, do anything that's been done before. It takes us very long time to decide on a movie to watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's typical. I can't like. I can't believe it didn't take us. You know, yeah. two years to figure out this kid's name. Any decision, like yeah, I agonize over a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm. Like especially it was like getting a new apartment. I'm gonna go look at one in a little while. No kidding. And yeah. you've been there forever, right? I've been in my current place for like four years. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, any sort of big, per, even like a, a iPad or something, I'll be like, should I get the 32 or the 64 <laughs> memory? And I'll go to two different Apple stores and I'm like, so I can asking people and <laughs> going online. Two different as if they have like, different just, prices. Just fucking, <laughs> but not, that's more like two different trips. Right. But like, 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 oh, now I'm in the other neighborhood with the other Apple store. I can go look at that thing and... And just fucking just buy it, man. Yeah. But how'd I guess you, it's different with a kid's name. What'd you name your cat? How'd you come to that? My cat, Michaeline. Oh, my little baby. Michaeline? Yeah. Her name. All she right. had that name. When no I, kidding. Yeah. And I, it's, it looked cool. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool. Yeah. Because like, I never heard it. It just sounds like a nice exotic it does. supermodel name. So I said, fuck it. <laughs> if it was like, you know, if it was some silly, the only na- the only thing you would a name that you'd only give to a cat, then I wouldn't have. Like socks or, yeah, or something. Or, or, or Dr. Bubbles or whatever. <laughs> but you have two cats, right? I do, yeah. George and Lenny. Oh, those are good names. Yeah. You they like did them? not come with that. Um, I do, yeah. One of the, Lenny is like, and they, they've basically taken on the persona because it's from uh, Of Mice and Men. The, the two, George okay. and Lenny. Okay. Lenny is the oafy, dumb, big one that kind of like kinda plods through life. And George is the conniving yeah, piece yeah. of shit that ends up I killing. saw James Franco in this song and Chris O'Dowd on oh, Broadway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, but George is a conniving cat that is routinely knocking our shit off of everything and uh, is only out for himself. And Lenny has acted like a babysitter to this child since he was in My Wife. Okay. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Are they He's, brother and sister? Brother and brother? No, but we did adopt them at the same time from the same place. When was this? This was a week after we had to put down our last cat, Frank. Oh. 
who was the best. He was like a dog. I know everybody says this, but I'm not a cat guy. I didn't grow up with cats. My wife grew up with cats, so well, she kind of sold guy me. Now. now I'm a cat guy. Yeah, I'm a dose cat guy. But Frank was like a dog, like in the sense that I had, I had a party of like 35 people in my apartment. He laid on the couch and just allowed everybody to pet him for the entire duration of the party. He was just a good dude. Yeah, and he just he just got sick. You had to put him down. I had to put him down. It was a sad I think day. if I ha- ever have to do that, I'm gonna be. You're going to have to scrape me off the floor. I think I'm going to be a mess. Yeah, it's a rough day. I mean, I was supposed to go on the road the day that we did it. So I was supposed to, I think, feature for DeStefano at uh, at Arlington Draft House, actually. And my cat just on the floor. This is after a week of him being sick, getting better, getting sick, really bad. And then he was just like face down, had a seizure on the floor, just started pissing all over the oh. place. And it was just like, I just... It, Brokenhearted, had to take him to the doctor oh, and put fuck. him down. Yeah, and and then you're getting on a train or something. Or I didn't even leave. I ended up canceling. Oh, okay. I was like, you can find a feature. Like it's not that important. I'm not the show. That's good. Yeah, I think people. I th- I'm more. I support canceling for things like that. Yeah, <laughs> this whole like show must go on. Like I mean, I I don't know. I think I canceled mostly for my wife. I almost like, never cancel, but me, I, 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 I try not for to. that. I would cancel. I think. Yeah. If it, it was like hours before I was leaving, but maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'd be too freaked out about canceling. Well, and this was also this was our first joint thing in the sense that like we moved in together, you know, and we've known each other since we were kids and stuff. But this, we moved in together. We got this cat before we were married. It, it traveled apartments with us. Then we got married. We had this cat. Yeah. Like we envisioned it being the cat while yeah. when we had a kid, and it just like ugh, it was brutal. Yeah, you don't want to be like, all right, honey, we did that. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to Penn Station now. Yeah, why don't you uh, hang on to this hurt? I'm gonna I'm gonna head out to Arlington. You're a sensitive guy. Now let's get back to this baby name. So, mm-hmm. so at some point you're just like crew. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I still I thought at some point somebody was gonna pull the ripcord and not <laughs> allow it to happen. I really did. Like even leading up to the to the uh, the birth, all that stuff. I just assumed somebody in the or my wife was gonna be like. Let's like take a minute, maybe name him Jack or yeah. something more traditional, but just stayed steady and everybody enjoyed it. And the fact that Joseph is his middle name kind of, I think, helped ease the Italian family into it because she has like 48 uncles named Joseph. You didn't name him like Crew BMX right. Cannon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's actually. Yeah. Crew Helltrack <laughs> Cannon. That's the big race at the end of the movie. Um, where'd you start doing comedy? I don't even know. Here. In New York City? Yeah, it sucked. How do you do that? I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I did a handful of open mics in college up in Rochester, but I was mostly blackout drunk. And then I uh, I came here, you know, kind of futzed around for a little while while I was trying to move in, while I was still living in Rockland County and, like, bussing in for jobs and stuff like that. And then I pretty much officially started winter of 08, 09. Like okay. Right in that time. Yeah. 08, 09. Oh, so not a long time ago. No. I mean, long enough, 11, 12 years. That yeah, feels so, pretty yeah. long. Yeah, that's, that's not, that is a long time. I feel like, I feel at this point, nothing I do is impressive. So that makes me feel like I've been doing it a while. What do you mean by that? Like, I mean, you you're know, right it, about nothing being impressive. It, it would be a, <laughs> it, it, a couple years ago, I got, uh, this was like four years ago, I got approved for a late night. And at the time, I was like, you know, I'm seven years in. Holy shit, I'm going to do a yeah. late night. Like, that's that's pretty quick. That's pretty impressive. And then that, I got ghosted by that, and it just never it never ended up happening. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Even though my, I got sent pictures of my name on the board, I got word, uh, word approved the whole nine, and uh, the date kept getting pushed back and to coincide with my album, and then out of nowhere, just absolutely Seriously? stopped talking to me. Yeah, yeah. 
That's that's when you need a good manager to go, what the fuck? Well, my agent still was just like, I don't know what happened. And I'm like, well, isn't it your job to know? Like, isn't that something yeah. Isn't that something you should concern yourself with? I, I think the thing with these agents and managers, sometimes you're like, you think they're just going to yell at someone for you? Mm-hmm. I was like, but then they they got to yell at someone then a week later, like, hey, you want to use my other clients? Right. Yeah, exactly. Didn't you yell at me last week? <laughs> Um, that sucks. Yeah. The, Have you done any other lately? No, no. And after that, I mean, I put in like 18 months of effort into that. So it, it was like a long time in terms of So you of had like, a date and? I, I had like a generalized date where the, I, so I got word approved, everything like that. And then. Word I approved had, meaning every. Yeah. Your, your I had set the, is locked. Transcript, locked set, all that stuff. Uh, the date I had like an around, it was supposed to happen in November. Then it got pushed to January because of some, uh, I think it was maybe the election or something. I don't know what it was, but then uh, January got pushed to March and then it was going to be like, all right, for your album, when your album comes out, you're going to do it to promote and then just like disappeared. Were you in touch with the booker directly? Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I see that person around, and they uh, they act as if we've never had a social or work based relationship ever, <laughs> which is maddening. Yeah, I'll tell you who it is off mic. But I think I figured it out. You but, definitely know. Yeah. But um, I, it's happened to a lot of people too. So it, it, since since it's happened to me, and I've spoken about it pretty openly, uh, other people have come to me with the same exact story, which is whatever, I guess. But it, you know, it's still a bummer. Yeah, a friend of mine got bumped on a late show, late night show, and they never made it up to him. Mm-hmm. But I think he was even at the studio, and it was oh, just they ran out of time, and then they just—it's cold-hearted, man. Because yeah. like you already proved this person, so you you know they can do it. Mm-hmm. Find fucking five minutes to put them on the show, right? Just because you said you would. Yeah. Especially because you said you would. Yeah. And even if it doesn't move the needle tickets-wise, which I don't think it does anymore, it's still like that set. With the watermark on the bottom and the official YouTube or whatever, that helps yeah. get you in, or especially me, it helps affirm better clubs to allow yeah. me to do their It definitely their helps. It might not help as much as it used to help in mm-hmm. 1982 or something, but they, uh, yeah, it's, and also you feel like you're in showbiz. A car exactly. comes for you. Yeah. Maybe there's a famous person across the hall in the other dressing room. Mm-hmm. You get to meet them. And then you got this fame, whoever the talk show host is. And yeah, exactly. Now I'm just, uh, now I'm the captain of my own pirate ship. <laughs> it's no show business. It's just forging ahead. That's all right. Though. But all these, everyone's got stories like this. Yeah. Are you trying to get on again? No, no, I don't think I would. Uh, I think I would do it if somebody saw my stuff and was like, I think we can make five minutes well, out of that. what about it? I mean, there are a few options. Yeah. I'm not going to, I mean... I think I know who you're talking about, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask now. On but even if you didn't, there are other options than so any really singular have... show. So why aren't you trying to get on another one? Um, because I don't care. I, I I'd like the, it doesn't it it doesn't appeal to me. I it's I a thought bad... you just. But what about what you just said about the watermark and all that? Yeah, it would help. But at this point, I can't. I, I can't dedicate that much time to a five minute set because I'm trying to develop. You know, an hour. I'm trying to put out as much material as humanly possible. Do five minutes from your special. I would like to, and I could if if somebody was willing to just work with me. I'm not clean though, so it's it's not. I would have to change it around a little bit, and that stagnates my writing. Do you have any clean stuff? A little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have stuff that could easily, you know, be shifted into a clean arena. Conan lets you get pretty dirty. I think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if. Uh, you know, again, I, I would be interested in doing it, but uh, I don't know if I want to put in that much time right. to do something that doesn't necessarily, you know, amount to what it used to. It's not like this podcast where you're going to. This is going to move the needle. This is going to move. 
This is going to move the needle. <laughs> so has having a kid made you want to tour more or less or both? Both. So I want to tour more because I obviously want to make money and I want to be, uh, that's my goal. I'm, I'm like, I'm super into stand up. You know, a lot of people do comedy for other purposes right. and to get into other arenas. I got into comedy to do comedy. I yeah. love stand up. I love everything about it. I want to be a touring stand up that people come out to see intentionally. Right. So I would like to tour as much as humanly possible. But once I'm on the road, there is an actual physical pull back home. Like it feel, I feel like I'm away from my family and it's tougher for sure. Yeah. 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 Touring is weird. Cause uh, I'm on tour right now and, uh, I come home and I'm like, Oh God, that was kind of fun. Wasn't it? But while I'm out there, mm. I'm having fun, but I'm also like agitated. Right. Cause you know, you go home and you have like a, I had a dentist appointment. I had a fucking schedule. <laughs> Look for an apartment. God. Fuck. Do you bring your cat? No, I wish I could. Though. Yeah, I wish I could. Yeah, I mean, I wish you were that tame a cat that I could just have a support animal or just something. Just have like her that. playing with me in my lap. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. That Maybe would you be... could give it a uh, cat CBD and like have it tranked a little bit naturally. I get a. Uh, I mean, there's been times because she acts out a little bit, mm -hmm. but then I'm like, she is a cat and kind of a wild animal. I'm like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna get some stuff in you so you can be calm for me. Right. <laughs> I know all you're doing is just scratching a couch, which makes perfect sense mm -hmm. that you would want to do that. And you're not going, hey, this is his couch. I should be more respectful. I know it's everything. So I, I, mean, I don't know. Having said that, if I had to fly with her, I would definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she's hard. Like I, my vets are nice. They live like, a, they're like two blocks away. They don't live two blocks away, but they're and they'll send people to help me get her in the carrier. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, so it's like that. It's it's Well, I'm to... just not I'm not assertive enough. Yeah. Like I can't clip her nails. Like I have a how uh, have a cat sitter who comes over and she'll clip I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. Why are you able to do that with my cat? I get skittish around that shit too. My cat Lenny has been I guess he's epileptic because he just started having seizures and they're not like they're not all the time. It's like pretty spread out and they're only for less than a minute each time. So it's, it's not like a bad form of epilepsy, yeah. but we have to like toss a pill into the back of his mouth every single day. And my wife does it with such ease. Like I she grew a, up on a farm. That's actually, I figured that a good way to do that. Yeah. But it sounds like your wife's got it under control. Yeah. But then there's days where I'm alone there's with my these, child and cat. There's these liquidy, they're like coming like tubes. Like mm. it's a liquidy cat treat. You just fucking, it's like Chuba or Chura, something like that. Okay. If you look it up, shove the pill in there. First, give her a little to taste. They My cat loses her mind no matter how many meals she's had, will lose her mind over the stuff. Wow. You stick the, the pill in there and you kind of just shove wow. it in her mouth. And even like, it'll even fall on the ground and they think it's part of the food and they just eat the pill. No kidding. I mean, this is based on my experience. So wow. that's like one thing I, I've been able to pull off. That's fantastic. That sounds good. Oh, that's great. So did you get check about the seizures? Yeah, we, I mean, we, it, it was like, it was brutal, like a little while ago, just right when our kid was born, of course, like, you know, the, 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 the hectic chaos of our house with a new baby. Yeah. And then, of course, one of our cats is, you know, having seizures and the other cat is knocking everything off the counter. It was like, it was crazy, man. That but, knocking shit off, man. That oh. It makes you not like cats you don't, a little it, bit. It gets me mad because it's like. I just didn't anticipate, oh, she's going to climb into my refrigerator. It never <laughs> occurred to me. Oh, she's got on a top shelf that it wouldn't even occur to me that she could get on that shelf mm -hmm. and knocking shit over and just, because what, are you going to like tape everything down or something? 
And it will, and it seems intentional. Like it's very intentional. I, I think of oh, my think, cat. You think they're mean spirit. I think my, my one cat. I feel like is because he'll make direct eye contact, and you're like George, don't, and he'll just push it off the counter, as a fuck you, man. And it's like, no, no, fuck you. I want to get rid of you really bad, but I won't because right. I love him. Right. Because then you look at her. George is asleep, and you're like, oh god, look at yeah. that little thing there, man. Um. Yeah, they they are they they seem to do things almost spitefully, like mm-hmm. like jump. They love laptops. Mm-hmm. Get around to get work on your laptop. Oh, here I come. Oh, we're on the keyboard. Okay, <laughs> all right. I could uh, the best place for you right now. But, uh, yeah, and my cat is really proficient at typing racial slurs, so it's oh tough. My, <laughs> my oh, this is kind of funny. I I, I think I Instagram this. My cat just jumped on my keyboard. And started, I don't know how this happened, writing a direct message to Post Malone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it happened. Well, like, I don't even know how I would direct message you, but it was just or, or a tweet to post more. Do you follow each no, other? No, I don't. No, I don't even know. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't remember the specifics, but it was a thing where it was that. Re- it was Post Malone. Wow. And it was some message. It was probably a tweet at him, but I like, bet he would have answered. I mean, hey, post. That's for my cat. I don't know. What, I don't know if you speak cat, but uh, <laughs> what? Um, I'm trying to get more. I think more com- more more comics are getting cats. I feel like it because they're the perfect animal for comics because you know it's not it's not the relentless need of a dog. Yeah, but it's still affection from another living being. Do you get any shit for having cats? Um, I like mean, I, you, dog I used to, but it's like, fuck off, yeah, man. Okay, like, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Have fun with your dog. I also <laughs> like dogs. <laughs> you know, it's right. like people that have a hard line against cats, it's like, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't so know we, what your end game is. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're upset by a little cute animal. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty damn beautiful. And yeah, but hey, if you... Uh, yeah, because some people are like, I hate them. Yeah. Like, God, what's fucking, what I mean, I- Italians are hilarious. You know, like, I don't, you watch Sopranos, I assume, right? I've watched it. And so that, how Paulie reacts to the cat looking at the picture of Christopher, where he's like, you can't even have them near a baby. They'll suck the breath right out of them. That stuff exists yeah. in the Italian culture. <laughs> why, is it, why did he have a cat? I wonder. Uh, I don't, it was just the cat that was hanging out at the uh, at the house that they were hiding out at. Okay, actually, I think I've only watched Sopranos like once or twice. I just rewatched it. That's why I'm the whole every the, the whole entire, everything. Yeah. Have you watched The Wire? Um, I think I'm like three episodes left. Really? Right. Yeah. Burn those out. Man. I know. I don't that's know one of those I'm things doing. where like I've never watched people. It's the greatest show ever in the history of television, which it might be. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, oh man, I'll get on a long flight and I'll that's when I'll do it. And then I've mm-hmm. had a few long flights and like. I don't know if I want my entire trip to Thailand being watching one show. Right. And also, when I'm on a flight, I tend to rewatch things so I can fall asleep. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why. I, I also, I have uh, some sort of mental disorder where I don't like new things a lot. <laughs> so I, I, especially movies and TV. So I'll rewatch things just really? because I, I'm comfortable with how they end as opposed to diving into something new. See, I don't, I almost never, there's a handful of movies that I've watched over and over again, but they're, I hear people like, yeah, this movie comes on, even if it's on in the middle, I'll just start watching. It's like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> I might do that with something like Airplane or something like that. Right, right. It's joke intensive. I'm like that with, uh, I mean, mostly everything, but I'm, you know, Dumb and Dumber. I'll, I'll rewatch every single time, no matter what channel. Really? Yeah, I just love it. You're watching anything else on Netflix? Um, I just watched Cheer. 
What is that? Oh, dude, it's a uh, docu series on this uh, on the number one cheerleading team in the country. They're a junior college in Texas, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I and my my wife was watching it, and I'm like, why would I ever be interested in anything like this? But it's got a very Friday Night Lights type of vibe to it, which is my favorite TV show. I never maybe saw of all that time. one. Changed my life. That that show uh, individually pulled me out of an 18-month depression. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I went full-time comedy, I, ha- I spiraled into the deepest depression I've ever had because I didn't know how to structure my day. All of my wor- – I wasn't ready to be full-time because I was just getting so much stuff from MTV and a lot of things that I couldn't stand on my own two feet stand-up-wise. What do you mean from MTV? I'm confused. Like I, so I was doing MTV shows. I was oh, – uh, I, I, we do? I, I did uh, Philosophy. It was a show that did <laughs> – I know. It did really well for a season and then they decided oh, I didn't to come. Okay, I didn't yeah. know about I didn't know this about you. Mm-hmm. I thought I was on the Chrissy D. Andrew Schultz trajectory. I thought I was going to be the next guy code boy. And uh, instead, everything got wiped clean as soon as I went full, full-time full comedy. And so I just laid on the couch waiting for my manager to gift me with another project. And it just never happened. So I had to learn stand-up. <laughs> did, you, uh, did, you t- did you go to a therapist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was angry. I was so angry. I mean, I have I have anger issues stemming from everything that I grew up with and all that kind of thing. But, I don't uh, see that in you. Like, I don't know you real well, but I've never seen you. I've never sat on and been like, a fucking hothead. Not many people do. I Are think, you a hothead? Um, I can be, but I'm not like I don't fly off the handle socially. Yeah. Really, you know, it's 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 more or less stuff that if I get agitated enough and provoked enough, then it can really kind of come out. I have had uh, periods of my life where I was huge into fistfights and really, just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> especially drinking right after, even in college a little bit. You know, I, I took steroids for a little bit when I was uh, 19. Because so, I was playing basketball and I was just athletically outmatched by everybody. So, right. And, and at the point, I was, I think I was looking for a self destructive path because my parents were getting a divorce. My grandpa, who was like my real dad, died. My dog died. Like a bunch of my friends were dying. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let's pour some synthetic testosterone on this fire. <laughs> <laughs> let's work that into the mix. Yeah. yeah. That should be a good thing now. Yeah. Um, Wow. I'm glad. Well, you don't get in fist fights anymore, do you? No, I haven't been in a while. I a couple of years ago, I almost did with a uh, restaurant owner during a gig for St. Patty's Day, because he uh, demanded two shows, and the second show was like a heckling disaster of people that were like trying to start fights with me while I was on stage. So I walked off after ten minutes, and then he got in my face, and I I don't back down. Like I have a past yeah. with being physically capable, so I just don't back down from situations like that. And uh, well, it, he shouldn't be getting in your face. No, he certainly shouldn't have. He should and, be apologizing to you for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he thought I was being unreasonable, which is uh, exactly why restaurants shouldn't have comedy. So he added a second show, like while you were there. No, no, it was going to be two shows, but I, th- I told him the whole time that it was a bad idea, and the money, you know, the money was fine, but it certainly wasn't uh, representative. Did of he pay two you? Shows. Yeah, it, but he wasn't going to. He like threw the cash at me, and I was like, I almost balled it up and threw it back at him. But Brendan Sagalow, my opener at the time, was just like, let's, just get, let's keep that and leave. Let's keep the money and let's yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Then I found out that guy might like run guns or something like that. Oh, really? so, so that's a scary thing is now as an adult, you kind of really fully understand the potential ramifications of a fight. Yeah. So if you punch somebody and they hit their head and die, you're now in jail for murder, you know, it's a, or whatever. Or even if you assault, fight someone online, I think there's repercussions. Yeah, I think I'm done with that kind of thing, too. And, you know, there's, pl- there's plenty of opportunities, you know, yeah. because people calling names or, or whatever hurt my feelings. <laughs> You're not going to cry, are you? I might. 
Let's get in a fist fight. No, let's. <laughs> have you been in a fist fight? I've never really been in a fight in my life. No kidding. Now, there was one time I sort of like rolled on the ground for like five seconds with some kid. Right. Who was, I think I, I think I was kind of, I don't think I was being a bully, but I think I was teasing him and he got mad. And I, you know, I, I do regret because it may have been a thing where I was At fault. being a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Not like a bully, but just kind of a dope. I have a lot of those. But I've, I mean, this is also probably when I was like 11. Right. Yeah, but I have it, some it, of those. Some somewhere I was bullied, but yeah. I've I've apologized to a few people that like I just I thought I was edgy and making fun jokes, and it was just like completely unacceptable and not cool. And I've I've since apologized to those. That's people. That's nice. Yeah, you owe me a few apologies. <laughs> You've said a few things just for know. this show. The um. So did so the guy was that guy ready to fight you the the. Restaurant I think so. Yeah, he was he was in my face, and I just told him I was like, buddy, like I know you're probably used to either if comedians that are beta or or just people that back down, but I'll twist your head off your fucking shoulders. Like I, I went crazy. Really? I, yeah, I haven't spoken like this to people I, in a long time, probably since I was like 23 years old, and I was ready to dump was this he guy's body. Guy? No, he was like up to my nose, yeah. which I reminded him. I was like, I was like, buddy, like you're. you're you're so much smaller than me. I might kill you if I punch you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the money came out. All right, here's yeah. you're, you're right. That second crowd wasn't very good. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm trying to think. What else? So you, when you had these MTV things, how did you get those? That was uh, I. So initially, how I got them. I'm friends with this guy. Do you know Gareth Reynolds? He's from L.A. He hosts a podcast called The Dollop. Oh, with Dave Anthony. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, know who he, I don't know if I've met him, but I know who he is. He's so fucking funny. But he uh, he's like a show creator, or at the time at least was. I'm, I, I think now he like stands stands on his own with The Dollop. They tour Australia. They do theaters. Yeah. Like it's crazy. But um, they um, he was a show creator at the time. And I headlined, you know, Caroline's for one of those breakout artist series when I'm like three years in. And I had a great set. He was there. He, Him and I were becoming friends. And he told me to like cut up a reel or whatever and send it to him so he could show the executives of MTV. And they they got me on two episodes just based on that. And because I was young, because I was, you know, moderately presentable on camera, I got like money from strangers with Jeff. D- that was Jeff Dye's show. I got um, I got a pilot called Batsu Bidding with Jesse Mae Peluso. It was like a Japanese game show. We shot giant octopus out of T-shirt cannons at like contestants and wow. made them twerk with a diaper on. It was weird. But uh, then, like, I, I co-hosted this web series for Cosmopolitan magazine called <laughs> Sexy versus Skanky. Oh, my God. <laughs> Still somewhere on YouTube. It's probably pretty buried. But, yeah, you can see where I'm about to say something funny, and then they quickly edit to the, back to the woman to say something reasonable. You had a lot of uh, little weird jobs. Yeah, yeah. But I made a lot of money in that, like, and, it, you know, probably prematurely, right? I was, like, four or five years into comedy, and, uh, you know, I made a lot of money, which forced my hand into becoming full-time. And then once that disappeared, I obviously didn't have the chops to do, like, an hour on the road or anything like that. Yeah. And I didn't have an agent. I just had a manager who also kind of ghosted me as soon as uh, opportunities dried up. So after that, you just said, I'm going to dive full in head on into the stand up. And I was already I was already full in, but I just recognized at that point that like 
TV will come and go, right? So in order for me to be employable and to earn a consistent living right. in comedy, I have to be able to do stand-up. That is the thing about stand-up. I mean, it is a very, like, you go do a show, and then you get some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe you have to get in a fist fight for it, but you get it. <laughs> that was actually a contact of an MTV guy that got me that oh, show, really? too. Yeah, which is like, you know, the, which is why I don't really give out details of what it was. And no, I've, I'm not, I don't I've since made details. amends and all yeah, that stuff, but... I don't ask for details. I don't want to make waves. <laughs> Do you have anything? Um, I think we're going to wind into the powerful ending of my show. Sure. Uh, I think this was good, right? 52 minutes. I had a good time. How aren't you on NPR? Like, it just, <laughs> you're, you're, like the whole vibe of this is very good. It's good. I, it's great. I'm having a good time. But also like your for voice. For a guy is, like you, though, it's an insult. Is it? You're like, well, why aren't you on NPR? <laughs> You're like this tough guy beating people up every day. No, I think I've shed that image, haven't I? No, I'm, like, I'm just joking. Yeah, I, um, I don't come off like that. I don't know that how you get on NPR. I mean, I guess I should be. I have a great voice. Yeah. I'm uh, quick as hell, quick-witted, <laughs> funny. I don't know. I don't know. what I've never tried to get on it. I mean, I, I did. I was on Terry Gross's show as a guest. Yeah, I figured you'd be all over that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was surreal. But... Do you have any gigs you want to promote? Because this is going to come out today. Today, nice. I believe it's going to come out today. Oh, beautiful. Well, this Friday, I'm in uh, Royersford, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Where's that at? Uh, I don't know, but it's in Pennsylvania, and it's two hours away, and it's Soul Joel. Do you know Joel? He's a good guy. He he He's tried his hand at different rooms throughout Pennsylvania and, and New Jersey and stuff like that, and he finally has his own full-time comedy club, and apparently it's killing. Really? So, yeah, so February 7th. I'm uh, I'm there, and also my full hour audio hour life begins is premiering on Raw Dog Radio. It's playing seven times over the weekend, starting oh, February, really? February seventh. Yeah. That's a good. That's good to know that ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I'm curious about this pencil. So how how do you get to the Pennsylvania gig? I'm driving. I have a oh, car. you have a car. Yeah, yeah. Can I borrow it whenever I need it? Yeah, you're good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you stay over or are you going to drive home? I'm going to drive home just because my wife, uh, I think she has, she's a floral designer. She owns her own company. Oh, really? Yeah. So she, uh, I think she has a wedding early Saturday, so I'm going to drive back. And Is your house all flowered out? It's not. She has her own studio. She's, a, it, it, she's killing. I, you know, Buds of Brooklyn, if anybody is looking for Come, some. We'll edit that. Out. No, we won't. <laughs> Buds of Brooklyn. Yeah, but she used to be a fashion designer uh -huh. and uh, since has since, like, opened her own floral design company. And they do giant art installation and big, like, oh, that sounds cool. big pieces based on kind of her artistic but background. But she doesn't decorate your house with any of this? Our cats eat flowers. Oh, that's right. Cats, you got to watch yeah. the plants. Yeah. So you got to be careful. She should have uh, made a little arrangement for for, for show, you like bring this to Todd. <laughs> had I known you were a flower fan, he's I would have brought nice. you. He's very nice. You'd have him on. on it's very nice that he had you on his show. Mm -hmm. Here, just bring this. So I spent seventeen hours making this. Uh, but <laughs> anything else besides that Pennsylvania gig? Just, uh, just the special. If everybody right. could watch the special on YouTube, Life Begins. It's Life at begins. Mike Cannon Comedy on YouTube, and if you like it, pass it around. That's how it's. Uh, that's how it's pass it around. Do days. you have get ad revenue for that? Uh, not at the moment because I'm not making people watch ads. I just want people. Oh, I just man. want you're, eyes on you're, it. You're being punk rock about it. I, I like know. It. Trying. That's smart. Yeah. And uh, mycanon.com. Mycanoncomedy.com. Mycanon.com is like some 58 year old actor from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy for having yeah. the same name as you have. I know he got there first, but you ever him. offered a? No. At this point, it's like yeah, why who would gives he give a shit? Yeah. yeah, and also his his website, I'm pretty sure, hasn't changed right. in like it's ten years. It's not like no one's going to find you because yeah. you don't. You know, you know what I'm saying. MyCannonComedy.com. Yes, My sir. Cannon on, uh, 
I am Mike Cannon on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. I know. I just TikTok. <laughs> I tried to get my own name on TikTok, and it, I just I don't know. I don't even quite get TikTok. I don't really either, but I just know it's another place you can put a minute long clip. Like, oh, put, oh, really? Yeah, and and it's it's really fast moving. It's fast growing. So like they they make their rounds. Like I put up a clip yesterday. It had ten thousand views in like really? eight minutes. It was crazy. Do you have a do you have a verified? TikTok no, account? no, I don't have a verified anything. I've tried to get verified really? and uh, to no avail. They hey, just won't Twitter. Do it. Yeah. You've applied? I've applied, yeah. On Instagram as well? I've applied everywhere, and I've shown them other accounts that were created to mimic me. So it should like right. the, it should be enough to do that. But they're... Did you do the thing where you hold up your driver's license mm-hmm. in that picture? Wow. I'm yeah, surprised yeah. they didn't give you. Like, because, uh, whatever. It'll, hey, all that's down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show. We're back to say goodbye. And uh, yeah, check out Mike's special and check out other podcasts on Starburns Audio, who brings you this podcast. That's a terrible sentence I just formed. But I called myself on it, so that means I don't have to redo this. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you soon, I hope. A podcast network.